Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your host Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 53 of the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the United States of America and the world beyond. Sponsored by Messenger Media. What's up, Big Tasty? How you doing, Gingy? I'm doing good. Dude, look at my shirt. You see my shirt? I love the shirt. Come on, on, fam. I am wearing... My officially licensed, sponsored Worship Leader Probs t-shirt. Did you know, fam, you can go right now to www.worshipleaderprobs.com and you can click on the store and you too could be wearing these sick threads. Dude, and I will, I'm going to be, I'm going to be totally straight with you. We went through some fairly extensive research. I'm not saying we there were like crash dummies involved and stuff like that, but it was we researched these shirts. Okay, so these are quality. I, I'm not okay, so I'm not just saying this because I'm like being a homer right now. This is legitimately one of the most comfortable shirts I've ever worn in my life, even after washing. Oh no, it gets better. It gets after better. Wash. That's the thing. It gets better, and the print is like soft. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so nice. Everybody I know, um, just, it feels, it just feels nice. It does just feel nice. Just so order them, order them up, man. Yeah. Go get you some, go get you some. So can I tell you about messenger media? I I would love it. Okay. You told me about messenger media, messenger media. These are great, great people. And here's the deal. They are church people. And if you've ever worked with an integrator, that makes a difference. It does. It makes all the difference in the world. That makes a huge difference. So Messenger Meter, media, Messenger Media, sorry, really I'm trying to click my mouse and talk at the same time. Um, so here's some of the stuff they do. Okay. They specialize in the total, every technical system that is used in worship. Okay. You need help with room design, Messenger Media. You need help with acoustics and sound reinforcement, Messenger Media. Do you need help with multimedia projection, video and production? Messenger media. They will even do like consulting church, like secret shopper, helping you with Facebook analytics, your stream, all that stuff. I'm telling you, you guys, it's messengeravl.com is where it's at. And here's the deal. If you got a problem, yo, they'll solve it. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. Okay. The other thing we're involved in is this free church AV. I, I still, I still struggle to even comprehend this. Um, yeah. But this company, Five Words Media, they're in Arizona. We're helping them get the word out. They're giving away an AVL system up to $200,000. So if you go to the link in our Instagram account, click that link and, and just scroll down a couple of links to the free church AV, click it. Um, it'll explain how to enter this contest. They're, they're, the, the registration is open, uh, through early December. Um, they, they just got a couple of questions to get started and they'll send you an email with what else to do, but they want to see a little video of your team, introduce your church to them and why this would be helpful to, for your church to make an impact. So, but it will be free, man. 
gratis. 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 Yes. So a lot of cool things happening in old Worship Leader Probs Nation right yeah. now. Yeah. Dude, okay, so check this out. Um, so I was preaching You're this the morning. big preachy, weren't you? <laughs> the big preachy. The big gingy preachy. Uh, the big gingy. The big preachy gingy. Um, so I'm preaching like at TC3. This is the first time that I've actually spoke in the main services, right? Mm-hmm. So we're at the 9 a.m. service and I'm up there and I'm preaching and I'm like, I just finished like the, the, like the last points from the, from the message of like, you know, going down through scripture and about to take this thing home. And all of a sudden I hear a bunch of screaming to my left. The lights go to full. I see people jumping off the stage and like, dude, literally a guy starts having a seizure in the front row. I'm up stage. Hey, do we have a doctor? I'm like trying to stay calm. Like, dude, they do not, they do not train you for this in seminary. They do not. Like, they do not. So I'm like asking for a doctor. Is there any paramedics? And this dude is like legit having a seizure. Um, and so like we just come off of a very emotional, st- like many of you who have listened to the episodes of the podcast, I was talking about like, um, how when you're in the valley of life, like what are the truths that you can hold on to? Uh, to help you get through those, those valley moments. And so I was obviously telling the story of my wife and I and losing our two sons and all that kind of stuff. And apparently it was, it was very emotional for this gentleman and he had been sobbing and he thinks that the emotion is what triggered one of his seizures. And so, but like, I'm like trying to handle this thing and I'm like, I have no idea. Our senior pastor's gone. Like he's at a retreat center in, in, in Georgia with a bunch of people from our church. And dude, it was, wow. Yeah. Is the guy it, okay? It was, he, so here's, here's the coolest thing. So I just go church. Can we start praying for this gentleman right now? So I prayed. I'm like, Hey, can we just reach out hands and start praying? So all over the room, people are reaching out hands, right? So the guy ends up coming to and he stands up and he walks out on his own power. Okay. So, um, one in our small group, we've got, uh, this, this lady is in it and she, her son asked to skip children's church so he could come hear me speak this morning. And he's five years old. His name's Jace. So we get a text message later from his from his mom, and he, she was like, "So on the way home with Jace, we were talking about things from the service. He had a lot of really cute questions, and it just made a mama's heart happy." And then he goes, "Mom, I witnessed a miracle today." And she wow. goes, "Well, Jace, what do you mean, honey?" And he said, "Pastor Jeremy asked us to pray for that man, and that man walked out of the room." Wow! I was like, "I'll never forget that." Sobbing, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, because we take for like literally. You know, there were probably 500 people in the room in that service and we stopped and we prayed for this gentleman and he literally got up and he walked out. Wow. I mean, think about that. Wow. That that definitely is not something that they train you for. No, but it's funny. Sometimes the Lord like needs to lead you through those moments that you're preaching. And so like I was praying the whole way down, like just our system lately has just been, we're just every week. It's like something new. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things that like my tech, my tech guys out there can understand this. You leave Thursday rehearsal. Everything's working just fine. Nobody has touched a thing. You come back and nothing wants to work. It was one of those more and like Lori and I were praying. I'm like, Lord, can we just please just have an easy day? So that way I can get my head right. I'm a little nervous to, to, to speak in the big services and all that kind of stuff. And it was literally this morning. It was like, it was just crazy. And we're, 30 minutes behind getting started because we we're having all these silly issues and uh it was just one of them days but it was good and in the second service we saw a bunch of salvations and stuff Thank and God. so that's awesome yeah dude it was good how was your day today how was your morning it was good yeah had a good weekend um we had a lot of special stuff going on in the services this weekend um and we uh we introduced the song raise a hallelujah 
uh, in our services this weekend. And it was really amazing. I, I've told you this before, like when we're going to introduce a new song, I'll find like a, the YouTube video of the original band doing the song. I'll throw it on Facebook and just say, hey, you know, fam, we got a new song coming this weekend. Listen to it and come ready to worship. And I'll share a little bit about the song, maybe share some lyrics and stuff. And so this one, people start sharing the snot out of it and commenting, I can't wait to sing this song as a church family. Like it was one of those songs that I, it's so well known there weren't, there was not a lot of teaching. Like they just jumped in. It was cool. I love those moments. I do too. I love those moments. It was awesome. I know next weekend we're introducing Waymaker. We haven't done that yet. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see like, there, there, there are certain times like you remember when a song you come out and people, when we led the great I am for the first time. Oh my. Like, I remember listening to that new life album going, yeah, there's some good stuff on there. And, and Randy, who I was working with Tom was like, yeah, man, I think this one might play. And dude, we did it. We got to that for the mountain shake oh, before my Lord. you. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, I think the roof's going to come off this place. Absolutely. That's such a, that's a banger. Oh, it is. It's a bop. It's, <laughs> it is. Yeah. We've been doing Waymaker for a few weeks and we did that one today too. So it, this is one of those weeks. So here's our set. Um, because of all the stuff going on, we shortened our music, but we, we opened with a glorious day and went okay. in, went into Waymaker, And then oh, we wow. came back after the message and did raise a hallelujah. So it was like oh, three, wow. it was like these three, you know, amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was awesome. It was a fun weekend. Dude, it's cool. The, uh, Andy, the worship pastor that I'm working with now, like he's got some cool ways of how he'll introduce, like we've talked a lot about how we introduce songs. A lot of times he'll introduce a new song as a mashup. Mm. So like this weekend, uh, we're, we got like a guest guitar player come in and stuff like that. And so we're doing, we're introducing Waymaker, but we're doing the song Trust It All. Mm. You know, so my life is in your hands. I trust it all. Trust it all to you, my life and all my plans. So like you're going to go through that and then it'll be at the end, big trash can. And then it's going to go right into the bridge. Even when I can't see you moving and like, then it'll build and build and then it explode in that way maker. Yeah. And it's like, it becomes this moment. And like, it's just such a really cool way of helping to like introduce songs yeah. in. Yeah. Cause it's like when you, when you, when the song has to stand alone on its own, like trust it all is one that like our church loves. Mm. You try to do it on its own, like Waymaker probably on its own can just hang. Mm. But there's certain songs like it, it gives it that that yeah. help, and yeah. it, I just think it's a a brilliant way. And then he's like super amazing with Ableton, mm. so he'll go in and take the multi tracks from both and get them in the right key and time signatures and nice. all that voodoo nice. that they do, and it'll it'll end up being just like one track, you know. And so, so which which cool. Waymaker are you doing? Are you doing the? I've I guess heard there him. are a few different ones. Probably the uh, Leland version That's is the way we, we would do it. Dude, by the way, the, the original vocal of his. Yeah. Oh, stupid my high. gosh. His voice is high. Holy moly. But you know my favorite version of that song what? is? Sandy Patty's Daughter. Singing oh, with the choir. Yeah, yeah, with Christ Church from Nashville. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that yeah. makes the hair stand up yes, on the back does. of my head. Yes, it does. That one is fantastic. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'm really excited for us to, to get to, to introduce that one. And uh, it's always fun introducing new songs yeah. and keeping yeah, yeah. the, 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 the fresh. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of that. So, well, dude, why don't we get into the first segment of our podcast that we like to call 
Prayer Concerns. Each week on the Worship Leader Probs podcast, we like to take with uh, all of the, um, what's a good way to put it? Just like complaints that Last people week you send said you. Veiled threats. Sometimes it is veiled threats. <laughs> That people like to give us on our, on our welcome card, right? So you got this, this cool connection card and there's always that place to say, how can we be praying for you? And people will literally use it to complain about everything under the sun. And so we like to read those here on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. And here's why we like to read those because so many times in church ministry, you can feel like you're so alone, right? Like, am I the only one dealing with these things? And we hear all the time that, when we when we read these things, people are like, oh my gosh, that's happened to me. Oh wow, I've had that happen. So it kind of just makes the world feel a little bit smaller. So BT, what do we got this week? Got a good uh, good good group here. So uh, we'll jump right in. Prayer concern number one. <laughs> I had to do a little googling on this one, okay? Because I didn't okay. know I didn't know what a cap sleeve shirt was. Oh, okay. I'm so I think it's a, now why you're reading. I think it's those shirts that ladies wear that that they're not. They're shorter than short sleeve, but it's not like a tank top. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Okay. So she had this, this particular worship leader was leading worship in a cap sleeve shirt, worshiping Jesus with arms outstretched on stage, you know, while she was leading an older lady in the church said, I want you to know that the Lord did not accept your praise because I saw your armpit. So I would love to ask that lady if I was in there in that moment. So what do you think happened when King David took all of his clothes off and worshiped the Lord and said, I'll become even more undignified than this? That was a prayer concern. Was it? Remember a new believer was coming to a night of worship and they they thought they were going to, you know. Okay. Take it all off and worship. You know, we're supposed to lay it all down. but. Oh, my Lord. Okay, number two. This was actually an attempt at a compliment prayer concern that turned into a prayer concern. A lady approached me and said, I think your voice is good for worship because, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) because if it was really great, you would distract me and I would not feel like I could focus on worship. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're good for worship. Yeah, that you, yeah. it's a good thing you can't actually sing exactly. because then I would be distracted. Exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness. That that one deserves a throat punch. That does deserve a throat punch. So does this next one, by the way. Number, oh. number three. Number three. I led music for third through sixth graders and did a few worship songs that I thought would be really easy for kids to sing. Newer, upbeat songs that had repetitive parts to them. One older lady came up to me afterward and said I should be doing, quote, less repetitive songs. And then she gave me a hymnal and told me to look through it and to quote, try again next week. Oh my goodness. (laughs) She burned it it to the ground, man. I mean, that's, that's well played. Well played. (laughs) Okay. Number four, this is the last one. Bottom of the pudding cup. And it says, Please stop using moving backgrounds during the worship time behind the song lyrics. They regularly make me seasick, and I wish you would stop. Jesus calmed the sea when he was on the boat. I can only imagine that part of the, re- that part of the reason might have been because he and others were getting seasick as well. So maybe 
still the backgrounds like Jesus stilled the sea. Please. I I mean have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like that, that's like the ultimate <laughs> Jesus juke there. That is fantastic. Like I'm gonna give that lady she gets she gets a lot of points on her delivery of that prayer concern. Right. My favorite that line is fantastic. Jesus calmed the sea when he was on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> because they were getting seasick. I would that imagine they were all getting seasick. So he, Absolutely. he calmed the sea. Well, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Props podcast. If you would like us to read uh, your prayer concern, all you got to do is go to www.worshipleaderprops.com. Click on the prayer concern tab, and we've got a little form that you can fill out. And here's the cool thing. We won't ask for your name. We're not going to ask for your church's name. We will keep it 110% anonymous. So thank you for being part of the Worship Leader Props podcast. Be on the DL. Keep it on the DL. That's right. Your name. It'll be... A and B so they can see their way out. <laughs> oh, my oh man. Well, hey, dude, do you want to get into our interview with our new friend, Will Doggett? Oh, he has been requested a lot to be coming on the podcast. And so Will uh, runs a company called From Studio to Stage. He is a fully licensed Ableton trainer. And so he's got all these uh, videos on his website that'll help you learn how to use Ableton in your church. And 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 he is doing incredible work. And uh, he's maybe the funniest person on the podcast man. yet. He's a bad man when it comes to Ableton. And I don't mean like bad, like he's the fruit of evil. I mean, like he is a bad dude when it comes to Ableton. Dude can make it talk. Yeah, so hey, check out part one with our new friend, Will Diggity Doggett. Well, the Worship Leader Pros podcast is extremely excited to have Will Doggett with us. And Will is with From Studio to Stage and is a Ableton guru. You feel like that's a, a strong enough word? Um, you could you could use a few other words if you want to. You can keep going. You don't have to stop. I, I like when people talk you know, about things. Expert. I like that. That's good. Genius. Uh, so... so Genius, genius savant. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to listening to the two of you talk about this. I'm, I'm incredibly, incredibly <laughs> humble as well too. So we can, we can talk about that in part two of the podcast if you like. Yes, I love it. So uh, we had the pleasure of meeting your father-in-law. I'm sorry. This year. He talks so much. Good dude. <laughs> well, here, here was my interaction with him. So I was mixing at the experience conference this year, and um, an older gentleman walks to the booth, and my wife looks at me like, "Here we oh, go." No. Here we go. And so he comes up to the booth and he goes, Hey, sir, are you mixing? And I go, Uh, yeah. And so, like, you know, I'm a pastor. I've been doing this a long time. So, like, I'm always ready. I got my, my stock answers. And he goes, I just want you to know, I like to sit in the front row because those subs are awesome. <laughs> he told me the same thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. He was just like, I, it's, Dude, I, I just like it. And I'm like, You are maybe one of my most favorite people in the world. And then That's we were incredible. telling him that we were going to have you on the podcast. And he was like, Give yeah. him a hard time just I, for me. I haven't texted him yet, but like he's going to be like, I've never been more proud of you than this moment right now. The fact you're on the podcast. <laughs> so no, it's, it's funny. It, it, experience conference was awesome this year. And he, he, him and my mom came along and it was great. And uh, he just like, he was so pumped and he loved it, but he just talked, like, he, I, I love Gil and he's awesome. He just talks forever. And so I felt bad as he did the mosey and I was like, Oh, here we go. He's talking to everybody. But yeah, it's funny. He told me the same thing and he said it sounded incredible. So there you go. I was like, cool. yeah, he, he That's had, cool. uh, he, it was, it was one of the best interactions I've ever had. That's at awesome. The booth, That's so. great. I'm glad to That's hear awesome. that. I'll, yeah, I'll make sure he listens to this episode. 
He's a good dude, man. I'm Facebook friends with him. Jeremy, are you fr- are you friends with him? Yeah, he he requested oh, yeah, me after. right away. Oh yeah, he's he's on the social. I'm totally. Sorry. I'm going to totally post the picture of you this should. the session so that way. Yes. You know, my, my, I think it's so awesome. I think my mom like sits on Facebook and waits for me to post stuff so she can like it. So she'll probably tag him in it immediately and, and send it to him. So, Wait, it. So, your mom does that oh, too. It's, I, is that a mom thing? Is that how that works? I think it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a mom okay. thing. It's a mom thing. Definitely a mom thing. I, I love my mom. We call, sometimes I call her my smother. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's good. Dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. We've, we've, uh, when we were talking at the beginning of like, who are the people we need to have on this podcast? Um, you were absolutely, your name was on that list. Um, because so many of us are using Ableton these days, um, to do insanely cool stuff. And, uh, your, 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 your thing you got going with from studio stage. I was, uh, at my last church. Um, we can use Ableton at that church because of your video series and all that kind of stuff that That's you've awesome. done. And so you've been on the hit list for a long time mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to get on here. So we're just super thankful that you uh, took the time yeah, out I'm, with I'm us. I'm incredibly excited to to chat with you guys. And um, yeah, thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. That's always good to hear. You know, we get a lot of direct messages on Instagram and I probably three out of every seven are about Ableton. Mm-hmm. And I always have to say, hey, I tell you what, let me get this to Jeremy and I'll have him That's great. <laughs> reply to you. I know it's amazing and I use it, but I don't know anything else about it. What? No, you said you could open a session. Oh, yeah, I can open a session. I just learned how to do that. That's a start. I mean, it's the easiest. <laughs> that's a start. And so it's the easiest thing in the world to for, do. But that's no in no way right? indication of your intelligence. But it's, it's great. That's so for a great. while we had. We had uh, two different sessions every weekend, and so I can also switch back and forth. Ooh! Wow! Whoa! Wow! I'm in the I'm in the presence of I mean, here. This is good. <laughs> this is really good, and that's, that's why they call him Mister Probs. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's that's it is awesome. funny. I mean, it's such an interesting topic because um, I've been a part of a couple worship conferences where you know there's like breakout stuff, which is great. And there's always the Ableton thing. But you go into a main session and it's like, it doesn't matter what the topic is. It's like pastoral care. And it's like, what questions do you guys have? And it's like, well, should we use click? How do we use, you know, it's like, it does not matter. <laughs> it's always click and tracks. And so I guess it's a good right. business to be in, but you know, it's, it's funny to me. It never, absolutely. Fails. That's always the question for sure. Oh man, always. And you always get the one, doesn't it quench the moving of the spirit? Like you, you don't have any flexibility and I'm, you do. And I just look you at actually. him and go, and how many times do you actually go yeah. off? Like, you know, what I mean, like 90% of churches, like that was always at my last church, Randy, who is a good friend of Brian and I and both, but like, buddy, we're just, what happens if the spirit? And I was like, Randy, I have mixed for you for 10 years. And there's maybe four occasions you've actually gone off of what you said you were yeah. going to do. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, well, I, I love when people blame the fact that they didn't prepare and can't remember lyrics on the spirit moving, you know, and it's like, it's like, no, that's not. I, I was at a church a couple of days ago and we were joking, you know, the, it probably got to unhealthy levels, but we were joking about like, you know, the worship pastor's desire to, to need to, you know, the spirits moving or whatever. And I was joking with the tech guys. Cause I like walked this weird line of like, I'm currently a tech guy and have been a production guy for a while, but have also been a worship leader musician. So I can, I can make fun of both. I can live in the middle, but I was joking. I was like, I was like, it's yes. funny that we always have to follow their Holy spirit, but they can never follow our Holy spirit. That's saying, no, <laughs> stick to the plan, man. Stick to the plan. So they thought that was pretty funny. But I, uh, 
Oh well, just, my gosh, that's just awesome. quote him back the scriptures where it talks about like God is a God of organization yes. and you know, the worship service should be. <laughs> that's right. And I mean, it, and you know, I should mention just in case anyone only catches that one part and especially if they happen to work at my church, I apologize for incorrect theology there, but, uh, but no, I, <laughs> it is one of those things when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Ableton and tracks, I, I'm actually today I'm writing an article for Sweetwater, which will, it has to be due tomorrow. So I got, I have to finish it, but on like spontaneity and tracks. And it's, it is one of those questions I get all the time. And there, there is the element, like we are joking about it. And it's like, well, how much do you do it anyway? How, you know, uh, when you do do that, is it just cause you forgot something and it's like, you're going to forget whether you're on click or not. But there also is that element of people that are like, you know, that that's a, a core piece of what they do. And I get that. I've been in churches that it's more, we need to have the ability to repeat, um, or even just in rehearsal, when you have the ability to stop and like pick back up on the bridge and not have to like rehearse without tracks. But, um, I see so many people that feel restricted and they feel like they can't do it. And it all comes down to, they just don't know how to do it. Like they either haven't seen it done or they haven't had the proper training. Um, and that, I like, that sounds like an excellent sales pitch for a guy that trains people how to do it. But I like, that's the truth. Like I've seen people that, um, that do this yeah. and flow and have flexibility and it doesn't have to take tons of time, you know, effort or money to make that happen. Like it's, it's possible, which is great. So not to get too serious too quick. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh no. I love it, dude. Um, so it, it always, it, when, when your name comes up, it seems like bro, everyone knows you. Like you'll be talking, Oh, you know, Will Dog- Oh yeah, I know Will Doggett. Like, yeah. <laughs> A lot of my friends, and part of it's your that's your time with Ocean's, yeah. Ocean's Edge, and so like I think at the conference I posted in my story like a picture with you, or I took a picture of your booth or something like that. And so there's uh, like almost our entire worship team here at TC3 where I serve our Ocean's oh, Edge awesome. like that's alumni. Great. Yeah, and so um, like, did you remember Harrod? Uh, Harrod, I always say that Haley and Jared yeah, Shell. Yeah, absolutely. They talk about you all. The- oh, Jared was awesome. And, uh, you know, Santiago yeah, Delval. Santi. Yeah, he's a great dude. Devage. And he was like, oh, Will was like one of the best mentors I've ever had. Oh, and like, dude, it's just, yeah, dude, like, it's amazing. Like, I don't, do you have any clue? Like, you have left a really cool legacy so far for like, cause you're a young dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I just feel like you're just, you're really making an impact, dude. And so I just hope you know that like God's using you in incredible Thank ways. You. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I think, honestly, I think a big piece of that is, um, is actually my time at Ocean's Edge and, uh, the boss I had there, Doug Farrar, I, I, he, uh, he was like the head of Ocean's Edge and, um, he just actually was in Austin, him and his wife uh, a couple weeks ago. So we got together and saw him, but I remember having this conversation with Doug and, um, I had had before Ocean's Edge, I had had a company called Loops and Worship. Um, I mean, I guess I still had loops and worship while I was at, at Ocean's Edge before I moved over to Multitracks and it was just with talking, talking to Doug one day and up until that point, uh, well, I'll just say what he said. He basically was like, Will, you've had a lot of success in your life as like a individual creator and as an in- individual contributor. But he's like, I think the next phase of your life is as a coach, as someone leading people, right? And, and, and like creating success as a team, not just as an individual. And, uh, and that like just really stuck with me in that moment. And I think that was what I needed to hear to kind of prepare me for the next thing. And I had this moment, I remember specifically, um, at Ocean's Edge, I was playing guitar, playing keys and doing tracks for, uh, our college ministry there. 
And um, I was frustrated because I wasn't scheduled. I mean, this is so stupid and, and nitpicky, but I wasn't scheduled to play lead guitar. And like, that's what I had always done, right? That was like my thing. I was the lead guy. I was like Lincoln Brewster Jr., you know, in training. Uh, and it's like, that that was my thing. <laughs> and um, and I wasn't scheduled to play lead. And so I was kind of irritated about it. But I looked over and the kid that was playing guitar that night was a student of mine. And it was like in this instant, it was like I felt God just kind of say like, okay, like what's better, you having that position or you being on stage and seeing someone that has that position because of like the time you poured into them. And and since then, wow. it was like this this really cool, uh, impactful moment of like, man, I'd rather spend my life like pouring into other people. And I hate that word pouring into. It's like such a Christian thing. Like I'd never watch the today show and hear Al Roker talk about pouring into people. So I need a better word, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's like equipping people and, and giving away your knowledge. Um, and I had, I'm a huge Seth Godin fan and I I have to sneak that in on, on almost any podcasts I do or whatever. But I I had emailed Seth one time and it's great because he's this like world renowned author speaker, but you can email him. And if you email him a very short email with one question, you'll likely get a one sentence reply back. And it's like actually him, which is crazy. And I emailed him and I said, I said, Seth, like uh, you talk about being indispensable and you talk about the need to like be the best at what you do said, but how do you reconcile that with like guys like John Maxwell that talk about replacing yourself and like all, all, you know, it was shorter and sweeter than that. And he basically just replied back and said, like uh, you have to replace yourself to like move up to the next level um, and like, and that kind of stuck with me too. Cause there, you could be very like selfish about this and say, uh, I was talking to someone that recently and they talked about like, it was great job security that they were the only person that could do this thing. And I said, yeah, to an element that's true, but you also like want to have a life and take vacation I said, you'll have even greater job security. If you're the person that trains for people to do that thing. Right. That's right. Amen. And, and Ooh. so that's like, yes. there is a very materialistic, capitalistic, you know, look at that. But I think from the spiritual aspect, it's like, um, that that's what it's about. It's like, you know, I'm going to be, I mean, I just had in and out before this, so I'm probably going to die midstream through the podcast. And it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll pass out, pass out and you guys will have to end it without me, but it's like, I'm not going to be here, you know, who, who knows when I'm gone, but it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, if, if, if there's going to be people around that I did something that helps them or whatever, uh, you know, then that's, that's, that's a good thing. I'd rather do that than like, you know, die. And everyone's like, yeah, that guy was kind of a jerk, but he was good at Ableton, you know? And it's like, at least this time they'll say he was good at Ableton. He was kind of a jerk, but at least he helped me learn something. I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah. that's awesome. That's so yeah, awesome. It's, it's a good thing. Like just train people what you're doing man. like, that's yeah. right. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I don't, I just, I don't understand the whole, like, give, 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 like grab, like hold on tight to stuff. Uh, whether it's in like a corporate office setting or even in a church setting, like, you know, there's always some personalities that they just kind of want to be in charge of everything and do everything. And it's like, that's just not me, man. Like just give as much. And mm-hmm. I, I jokingly say, I think it goes back to the fact that Growing up, like I was always told, like, man, you're such a lazy kid. Like, why are you so lazy? Like, have some ambition. And maybe it's because I'm lazy that I'm like giving stuff away. But it really is. It's just like, 
<laughs> and surround yourself with awesome people and get out of their way and let them do their job. Let them lead worship. Mm, yeah. Like love it. be a, be a worship love leader it. that trains other worship leaders and let them be better than you are and like show them off all the time. Mm. Like who cares? Like it doesn't matter. Mm. Like mm. they're better than you. And it's, I think, no, I was just gonna say like sometimes I think when you confuse your identity with what oh, you yeah. do, yeah. you're, you don't want to give your identity away. That's yeah. like, well, I give this to you. Then who am I? You, you know what I mean? You gotta re, you gotta figure out who you are apart from that thing that you yeah. do. And that was hard for me young, but like I kind of started to like, all right, I'm going to bring some people along with me. And now like my mentality is like, I want to be the coach standing on the line, the sideline watching the team cut yeah. the net down. Mm. I want to prepare them for success and then just sit back. Like I've told Brian a million times, like, my favorite thing in the world is like watching a front of house guy that I have mm-hmm. trained up nail like a vocal delay at the right moment and like pull the, the, the return down at the right time and all that stuff and just yeah. make it. And this, the, the light bulb go up and you're like, let's go. Like that's to me, that's more fun than doing it, it myself. It's funny. It's funny how that, yeah, there's some sense, there's a deeper sense of fulfillment. I think you get when you watch others that you train do the thing that you love doing and. Yeah, that, exactly. that's exactly what I felt that day on the stage in Florida at Ocean's Edge. And I was like, and I just kind of hang on to that. And I think you're right with the identity thing because I struggled for a long time with like, and this is such a stupid thing to want to like, you know, to care about, but it's like, I really wanted to be like the Ableton guy. And that was such an important mm. thing for me. Uh, and that manifests itself in like pride in the sense of like, my way is the only way to do it. And it manifests itself in, yeah like looking on at others that were doing the same thing and like, you know, getting to the point where there was like hatred in my heart towards people. And uh, which is so, again, it's such a silly, stupid thing, but um, I, I got to this point where I just had to like give that up and really just like told the Lord, like, man, if, if you want me doing something else, I'll do it. Um, but also being honest of like, I really, you know, I love doing this and I feel like it's something I'm good at, but like, if you want me somewhere else doing something else, I'll do it. And, and that's yeah. a continual kind of like prayer I have and a struggle I have because it is this weird thing of like, if you get good enough and do something enough, people will start to notice and, you know, you'll, I'll go to a, it's like, if I go to a conference, it's like, I get stopped pretty regularly from people like worship leaders or tech people that have seen tutorials and, you know, to the point where my friends and family often mock me because of uh, you know, people that have stopped me or whatever. And, and it's fun one, because you get the like feedback of like people saying you're making a difference, you know, and that's, that's incredibly mm-hmm. fulfilling. And you're like, that keeps me going on the days where I don't want to do this anymore. But um, there, there still is that point of like, man, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm still doing this for the right reasons. And I, I gotta make sure that like, um, that this has not become an idol for me and that this is not my identity. You know, and I think you're so right. Exactly. Like it can't be your, what you do is not who you are. Like the, you gotta drill that in, mm. you know, and that's something I'm really thankful my church and, um, uh, here in Austin that I work at now and have attended for a while when I came on staff, like that's something they talked about a lot. It's like, um, uh, one of the core values is character over competency. And they, they just talk about that thing of like, um, you know, it, it's, it's more like you first have to see yourself as a, a as a son or daughter of, of Christ bef- before 100%. you see yourself as an excellent vocalist or whatever, you know? Um, and I think God kind of engineered my position at the church in a way at, where it's like, I'm a audio, I'm a production manager at our West campus of the church. I do 
nothing related to Ableton in my job. And it's a weird thing because like some people at the church know what I do and like know, um, you know, maybe the influence I have in this certain small niche of a niche of a niche. And then some people don't. And like, so it's like this interesting thing of serving in a role, doing something that like, I'm, I'm fairly good at, but like, I'm not the best, like, I'm not going to be teaching an audio training class anytime soon. Like, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. You know, I can open more than two Ableton files at once, but, um, you know, it's like, <laughs> but savage. Sorry, I, I'll stop. But, uh, it's one of those things. It's just like, I think even in that role, it's kind of like, am I willing to commit and try to do as great of a job? in the role I'm in that has nothing to do with Ableton and I'm not established as an industry, you know, thought leader or whatever in audio. And it's like, how faithful am I in that as I am in the stuff that I get noticed for and recognized for? Mm, Absolutely. man. that's a good lesson for us, fam. Uh, Rewind that and listen to it again, because that's a really, really good reminder for all Mm. of us. Get your, get your moleskin out and just start taking some notes. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, we have these five questions we take everybody through. We call them the Frank Frank five. five, Okay. Just, yeah, just be as Frank as you're willing to be. Um, some are more Frank than others and that's okay. okay. Um, okay. So question number one is how, how did, how did you, how did you get into this? Like Ableton is, you know, we've probably been using Ableton for, I don't know, four years at, at our place. And that's, you know, I still don't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say on it. Um, smarter people than I take care of that. So tell, tell us, how did you, how did you get into this? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I was joking before the podcast that my wife makes fun of me because people ask me that question and I'm like, well, I was born in 1986 and she's like, and that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what we're looking like, for. No, just get to the point. Um, no, I, you know, for me, uh, it, it's funny. We were, I was joking about my stepdad Gil earlier, but I, I had this epiphany, uh, I don't know, about eight years ago or something where I realized almost everything I do in life is because of him, uh, kind of inadvertently. And wow, it's that weird thing where like, you know, there's always that when there's like a, you know, talking about being Frank, let's get Frank. Like when, when your parents get divorced at a young age and then, uh, you know, parents get remarried, there's always, uh, like stereotypically this tough relationship between the step parents and the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's like a relationship engineer to fail essentially. So growing up, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was always, uh, my stepdad, uh, played guitar. He still plays guitar. And so I started getting into playing guitar. Um, you know, just a, even a silly thing. It's like, we always drove around and listened to NPR. And I was like, why are we listening to like, this is the most boring thing ever. And it's like, that's all I do now. Like my kids get so frustrated. <laughs> even to the point, and I, I'm not lying when I say this. Uh, we were, uh, my wife had a meeting earlier today and I was uh, going upstairs with the baby. She's like, uh, she's what, 14 months now. So she's kind of starting to like mm. say some words and, uh, and she's, she's starting to say, watch, like when she wants to watch a show. And she said, watch. And I was like, we can watch a show. It's like, yeah. And I said, well, maybe, maybe we can watch a podcast. And no lie, she turns around to me and says, bad. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. What, what's going on here? Uh, so like, you know, I definitely, I, I got the NPR thing, got the guitar thing. And then, um, and I think he maybe, he may have even started the conversation at the booth with you guys by letting you know that, 
Uh, he bought me the first copy of Fruity Loops, uh, which is a recording software. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, he did. He, yes. did tell me that. he told me that. I remember yes. Fruity Loops. Whoa. Yeah, and I have, I don't know if I can get to it, but I have the manual. Like I found the manual from that box copy the other day. And as I was moving into this oh new like, office space, I was like, I'm going to keep that and frame that. But um, like if, if I had not, if he had not bought me Fruity Loops at Guitar Center, like I wouldn't be into you know, uh, in, into Ableton stuff. Cause that was kind of the segue for me into Ableton. But, um, so I was playing guitar. I was leading worship at my church and started to get into just recording my own songs. Um, again, being Frank, I started thinking the other day, like I used to write a bunch of songs, like all the time. And, um, wow. and I don't anymore. And I don't know. I think part of that is probably what Stephen Pressfield calls the resistance in that, like, uh, that piece of me, like, well, I'm not a worship leader anymore, like in the sense of out front. So maybe I'm not qualified or whatever. I don't know, but I keep, I keep praying that I'll have that, like, um, uh, one of those moments of like, you know, you hear the stories of, was it the heart of worship, uh, uh, or, uh, here I am to worship where it's like, they write this one song and then suddenly it's like, I'm praying I have that epiphany and then I can retire and move to Maui and live off my royalties <laughs> thanks to CCM radio. That's right. Um, I mean, thanks to soccer moms everywhere. I I mean, so that the the (laughs) church globally can, can sing my song is what I mean. Um, but, uh, you know, so I was, I was like writing songs and recording stuff that got me into the Ableton side. And then, um, I think the same thing happened for me that happened for so many people, uh, around that time. And I don't know exactly what the, the, uh, timeframe was, but, um, I was a big David Crowder band fan and they came out with Mm -hmm. illuminate. And on that record, uh, and again, I found this the other day, which I don't know where all the, oh yeah, here it is. It's right here, which this, I know this is just an audio podcast, but just for me, and I'll show you guys, uh, I found the, the record. It's like sitting right here and on the CD, they have, uh, like a version of reason on it, which is another like, yeah, really. And you can almost see at the bottom, it says M audio reason yeah. and something enhanced CD. Yeah. So anyway, I found that and it was like on the record. Again, going back to like giving away your secrets, they gave away two, I think, of their tracks in Reason format. Um, wow. And so it's like all the work that BWAC and and all those guys had done, it's like there for you to use. And so I just picked those tracks apart like piece by piece and just became like uber fan and loved everything they did. And so I started trying to incorporate that into um, – and it's been fun like – through kind of a mutual friend, I ended up meeting BWAC and we've become pretty good friends and he's, you know, up and up in Waco. Awesome. And so we chat every so often, but, um, that was a thing where like started trying to do some of their music, which then meant like, let's start using tracks and got into that. I was leading worship in high school and then, uh, went to Liberty university, uh, for kind of my university time I was there for four years. And while I was there, I played in what was called the campus praise band, um, they call it something else. Oh, it's like the collective or whatever. Something, mm. something yeah, weird yeah, yeah. and millennial yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, everything. Have you noticed everything's a collective now? Everything's a collective. A lot of collectives. So there's yep. like, a lot of collectives. Yeah, I want to start the collective collective. And it's a, a co-op <laughs> of all collectives together. Anyway, that's another podcast for another day. Uh, <laughs> but I was in the praise band there. And so we played all the time. Like almost every, if we weren't playing, we were rehearsing. So it was literally practically seven days a week playing for like four years straight. So we started using Ableton 
for a very practical purpose uh, my sophomore year because our percussionist had left. That shows you the time frame. Like we actually had a percussionist at one point. Um, yeah. And so he left. He didn't come back like my sophomore year. And so we needed uh, just a tambourine thing. And ironically enough, kind of Elton John circle of life moment here. Uh, it was a David Crowder band song. And so uh, I just had a tambourine sample thing. We throw that in. I just remember everyone in the band, like our eyes just lit up uh, because it, it was like the <laughs> coolest thing ever that we had a tambourine that was in time and like sounded great and no one was there playing it. And so from there, we just started experimenting with stuff. And um, I brag often on my buddy, Dave, uh, whose name is Frank. So this works in the Frank five section segment of this <laughs> Frank, David McKinney. Uh, Dave's a worship leader at cross church in uh, Arkansas. And uh, actually I think he's like the worship leader now, but anyway, Dave's a great dude. Um, but he was our band leader there and he completely and wholly like just said, like, do your thing. Like he, again, like letting people go and letting them do their thing. Like that's what Dave did. And so I made so many mistakes and thought it would be cool to grab like, you know, these open source samples of people like counting in, it's like to put into remixes. Of I was like so stupid, the stuff I did, but he basically gave me the space to use Ableton which is really, really cool. And so we did that all the time and had so much fun with it. Uh, and in that band, I played guitar and did tracks. And then this really pivotal moment, I love telling this story. Again, I'll brag on this guy, Professor uh, Han, David Han at Liberty University, still there teaching. Dr. Han, no. He, uh, Mr. Mr. Han. Han you. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, was, he was there my senior year and he was teaching like a music technology class or something, which... A music technology class at a Southern Baptist university is like how to, you know, mic your handbells basically. But, um, and I'm, <laughs> I, I won't be invited back anytime soon. Uh, but he, he, we were doing a segment on, uh, on Ableton in main stage. And so a buddy of mine, Travis, like I'm just going to name drop everyone here so they, I can say thanks or insult them publicly. Uh, my buddy Travis Doucette, incredible songwriter, incredible worship leader. Um, he actually, I just saw he's looking for a job. So anyone out there that needs a worship leader, contact my buddy Travis Doucette. Let's get Travis hired. Hashtag get Travis thanks. hired. Um, and, yeah. Again. And again, yes. Uh, so actually, I hope that's public <laughs> knowledge. If not, I just like outed him on a podcast. That's probably the first time those phrases, that phrase has ever been uttered on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Got to censor that one. Uh, this is getting worse the longer I go. So I'll wrap this up. But anyway, Travis got, got asked to come to uh, this like teaching segment thing. And uh, he was doing main stage. He asked me to do Ableton. I taught the Ableton portion of it. And, um, and the professor, Professor Han was like, have you, like, he's like, you're really good at this. Have you ever thought about like teaching professionally? And I'm like, well, no, cause like, I hate school. Like I, I'm an awful student. <laughs> I hated school. Like, you know, I just, there was only so much handbells I could take. And, and, um, so he's like, you should, you should do this, start a website, sell your training. And so in that last year, like, um, and that really is a, I was telling someone this this week. That truly was a pivotal moment for me because if he hadn't said that, like, yeah, I mean, God's sovereign, who knows that maybe that happened later, but it's like, I don't think I, I can almost yeah. certainly say I would not be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for that. And so that just set me down this path of like pursuing teaching and training worship leaders. Cause I, I had this desire to be a worship leader, like 
guy out front with acoustic guitar worship leader. Um, and God kind of changed my heart to say like, let's lead worship. Let's have you lead worship, but maybe not in that role, uh, and support other people that are leading worship and teach and train worship leaders how to do this thing you're doing. And so I think it's just one of those things of, I just consistently showed up, you know, time after time. And God just gave me these incredible opportunities and got me to Florida and Fort Lauderdale, Florida there at Calvary Chapel and had worked with an incredible worship leader that he just pushed me and pushed me and encouraged me to do better. And this is something I always, again, let's name drop. Clay Hecox was the worship leader and Clay pulled me into his office one day and he, he like kind of pulled me aside because I think I like swore on social media or something stupid like I would typically do. And he was kind of like, you know, you shouldn't do that. And, uh, but it wasn't like a reprimand thing just to reprimand. He's like, the, the thing is like, you're not going to always work here. And he's like, I want you to leave, you know, I want to prepare you for the next thing you're doing, not just like now I want to prepare you for the next thing. And I want you to be better leaving than you were coming. And, um, and again, that's like incredible humility and incredible leadership. Uh, and so had a great time there with Clay and he was the one that said, Hey, I want you to, to find out about becoming a certified trainer, which had become this like goal of mine. So I think that was 2010 and the church paid for me to go to get my certification like fully. And that was just an incredible experience and got me connected with, uh, the folks at Ableton and, uh, from there ended up getting connected. Uh, I think I mentioned it at a company called loops and worship at the time. Um, that started in 08 and did that till about 2012, I think. And they got connected, uh, with the folks at multitracks.com, ended up moving to Austin, Texas, uh, God's country and, um, started working there and, and was there for about five years and really started as director of training and development shifted into, I think my last title was director of products. Um, and that moved me into a role where I was more, um, I was more over, you know, we're talking about being a coach. I kind of became a coach over people that were creating products, but I had this epiphany where, um, again, it's this weird thing where it was like, my prayer was God, I don't want Ableton stuff to be my identity. I, I keep saying I had a midlife crisis at the age of 30, which is like, God help me when I get to 50, who knows what's going to happen. But more like God help my wife and family, not not me. But um, you know, and I just spent a bunch of time praying and just talking to my wife. Like, I'm I'm in this role and this is fun. And man, we're serving worship leaders in a great way with uh, our app play with the app Multrex app playback and rehearsal mix and uh, just tracks and all these sorts of things. But I've just realized, like, man, I just love teaching and training, and I love Ableton stuff, and I'm like uniquely gifted at that, and I'm good at it, and like that's something I I'm like. I, I get and I'm good uh, doing. And so I'm like, it feels weird to me to not be doing that a whole lot now. And so uh, a year ago, uh, a year and a couple months ago, uh, about 14 months ago, 15 months ago to be exact, I guess, um, left multi-tracks, started from studio to stage um, and have been doing that for about 15 months now. And it's just been a really cool journey uh, to focus on teaching and training worship leaders and anyone that uses Ableton for live performance. Um, we have people that are out on the road with, with big CCM artists. We have people that are out on the road with like major artists, not that CCM artists aren't major, but I find a weird, I don't know the right mainstream. Maybe that's the word I should say mainstream artists. Um, and, and worship leaders at small churches, worship leaders at big churches. And it's just fun. And it's, it's just been, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun and, 
I kind of, the word blessed is like overused lately, but I really truly feel so blessed to like be doing what I'm doing. And I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep doing it again, the way I'm eating in and out, probably not much longer, but um, like <laughs> as long as God bless me, I'm going to love it. So, and it's, it's been great. Fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. And we owe all this to Fruity Loops. All thanks right. to Fruity Loops. Yes. Now called FL Studio, which good choice on name change there, guys. Good job. <laughs> I, I kind of like Fruity Loops yeah, better. I'm, I'm sure that they probably got sued. Uh, or no, was that Fruit Loops? That's a cereal? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Can you sue someone yeah, for Fruit Loops? Fruity Loops if your name's Fruit Loops? That's the question. Ooh, I don't know. I don't let's, know. Uh, let's ponder that for a few moments. Why don't we? Interesting. Well, okay. So actually, that's a great transition into question two of the Frank Five. Like, you seem like a very uh, smart guy and a bit of an intellectual. So, like, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little conversation about okay. this. Is cereal just basically soup? Is cereal basically soup? Well, that's a good question because I hate cereal. Okay, let me rephrase that. What? I don't hate cereal. I hate milk. So... Okay, so, that's fair. That's so, fair. Vis-a-vis, I hate cereal. Um, yes, I, I'm going to have to agree. Cereal is, is cold soup and like, it's almost like a gazpacho. Yeah, and, and I don't even know what you just said, but it doesn't sound good. And <laughs> it's probably, it's cold yeah, soup. Like I like soup, but I don't like cold soup and I don't like soup that gets like, here's the thing. Who came up with cereal? It's like the worst idea ever because it's like, let's make a food. That for about 0.25 seconds, it's 0.25 even the thing, for 25 seconds, yeah, it's delicious. And then after that, it becomes a soggy wasteland. Like it's, it's, it's now, it's like the Florida Everglades. Like, like who, who lives there? It's just soggy. But I like, I like my cereal soggy. I let it sit for a little bit so I can eat it. You're one of those people. I don't, I don't like it crispy. How do you like your bacon though? That's the real question. Chris, crispy, Interesting. crispy baby, like borderline. So burnt. soggy cereal, but crispy bacon. But the bacon's a flavor thing because I feel like the more done it is, the more flavor it has. Uh, I guess to a certain extent, I could I could agree with that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm like a middle of the road bacon guy. <laughs> like there, there's a fine okay. line between like go to the hospital because it's not cooked enough. And like, dear Lord, turn the gas down. You're about to catch the house on fire because yeah. you cooked the bacon so long. Mm-hmm. I'm like right there in the middle, right? It needs just a okay. little hint of like live on the edge. Like I might die because I ate uncooked pork, but then not, you know, it's like somewhere in the middle. That's where I am. I'm middle of the road bacon guy. Nice. Okay. Nice. That's fair. I, I like a nice, I, uh, like I don't want it like a dried piece of brittle paper or something like that. Like I, I want mm-hmm. a nice snap. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But it, like, just a nice that's firm, good. firm bacon. bacon. That's ha, show title. So, show title, please. Firm bacon <laughs> with little dog. It. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. That's going in there. So my wife and I were leading worship in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, okay. once, and we were staying in a in the home of uh, some friends of ours. And the guy, when we got up, he comes walking up to the to breakfast table with this plate, and he goes, "I didn't know how you liked your bacon, so I have three different versions." Wow. Whoa! If if you yeah. needed proof that a god exists, that's it right there. Like that is that that's is it. service. That's how you serve. It's pretty that's amazing. Incredible. Guaranteed hospitality is his number one spiritual. Absolutely. Gift. Pretty. <laughs> I don't know what number on the enneagram that is, but I want to be that number. <laughs> and 
don't. I just want to be around that number. That's true. I don't want to be that number because I don't want to do that work, but I want to be friends with that number. That's no. great point. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's good right there. Dude, that guy is sticking hilarious. He is he? so funny. He is so funny. What a quick. He's quick. Very quick. Oh, yeah. But not quick-winded. Not quick-winded. No. 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 But you do need to go check out from studio to stage. Absolutely. Right? There's and tons yeah. of resources you can join up and... Um, we're talking with him about maybe a little, you know, partner, partnership, partnership. And I could say this, like, um, I actually used from studio stage at my last church and it's how I figured out how to use Ableton. Uh, so like I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this one with you because it like, it personally impacted my own life in my own ministry. Um, so definitely go check out all that Will is doing. So, Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out episode 52 of the pod, 53 of the podcast. 53 my man can you believe 53 dang so hey go check out our website www.worshipleaderprops.com you can go to our store you can order some super soft t-shirts that you will not regret we have some pins we got some buttons we got some stuff for your uh, laptops and your cars all kinds of cool merch that you can pick up on there and uh, we're just really thankful for y'all the worship leader probs nation and until next time see ya deuces (laughs) 